Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads. They tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Hey, ladies. This is your host, Yvette Lloyd, at Life Her Podcast. We have Keish Hayes here with us today. Hey, Keish. Hey, everybody. How you doing today? Today's a good day. Today's a good day. Thanks for asking. Has it been real busy? Um, It's been a busy weekend that led into a busy week, and um, it's going to be a busy rest of the week. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? It's only two. I know, I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, I can't wait till next week already. <laughs> I know. I was thinking like, dang, I was woke up. I was thinking it was Thursday. Oh. Off top. <laughs> I'm like, man, why ain't Thursday yet? I don't know. I was just over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh gosh, it's been a long, like emotional week. You know, just the stuff that mm-hmm. I've done some emotional work at a women's retreat. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, we work with uh, infant mortality and we had uh, one of our babies passed away oh. on Saturday. So that was emotional. And then, um, you know, just all the news about celebrities passing and, you know. Oh, yeah. Fam- it's really, really sad. I, um, I personally, I took a break from squirreling mm-hmm. on social media because <laughs> it was like one person passed and another person yeah, passed. Yeah. It was like from Saturday all the way until today. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't do right, this. Because, right. you know, it affect us mm-hmm. mentally. Right. We'll take it in so much. Yep, yep. And um, do you ever, like, encounter to a point where sometimes people will mourn a death too far to a point it'll mess up their mental state of mind mm. you said have I ever experienced that have have you known anyone to do oh that? um no not personally not no personally. no not personally some people will tell me that mm-hmm. like they, wow they got into a place mentally where they were mourning so much it started defining them that, and realized they was just in this like yeah, small depression. I can totally see how it can get there, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like when you wake up, you're thinking about the thing. When you go to bed, it's always on your heart and your mind, right? It's always ever present for you. And so even this morning when I woke up, I knew I wasn't in a good place when I woke up this morning at five. I'm laying in the bed and I'm just thinking about family and friends that are going through and it just I felt the heaviness on me right so I can understand how people can get there right and so when I recognize it for me it's like okay Keith you I want you to feel the pain experience the pain but I want you to just not stay there like you can't stay there so do what do what you do right I don't like working out but this morning it was good It that's got my, me where little myself. prayer, little workout. I was good. I was good at that. I was like, okay. First time I was appreciative of working out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a yeah. struggle for me to get up. I mm-hmm. just need to just go for it. I think it's like it'd be my, you know what's so crazy? I will be so consistent working out. Mm-hmm. And then something always pop up in my life that just <laughs> me out. And I don't work out no more. Yes. Listen, I'm right here with you. I am right here with you. I had a conversation yesterday with my friend. I said, I don't know how people do it, how they have these lives and they work out, how they do that. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand. But yeah, I I totally get it. And I've been there on that roller coaster, yo-yo. I did good. Like last year, I ain't look like this. (laughs) But look at me this year. Here I go, right? So I'm 
gotta work. <laughs> I'm just being followed behind you. Hopefully, I ain't got no snacks in my hand. <laughs> because I I am trying. Mm-hmm. I'm I went to a um, phase now. Um, I'm trying to go into being a vegan. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I got my whole refrigerator full nice. of vegan food. It's probably been about a month now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you don't miss any, the meat. No, I don't. Really? No. Bacon. No. <laughs> I don't miss it. Really? For real. And it's so crazy. I had, um, I ate something. I can't remember what it was, but it had, it was meat. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me so sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm official. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you Not know, that vegan you know, life. I'm right? like, that. I'm sick, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> At the same time. Because it, make, it wow. made me, like, feel mm. so good. That's good. The fact That's that, I like, okay, I, I accomplished in this right. part. Right, But they got vegan chicken nuggets yeah. and yeah. vegan mm, I know. all that stuff. <laughs> it's just, I think I just had to get used to the taste. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we mm-hmm. used to all the seasonings. And all yeah, we are, we are, we are. And I, I've, tried, I, I've tried vegan, I think, 30 days I did. Okay. And um, that was a couple years ago. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was okay. It, I felt it to be a little challenging because mm-hmm. I um, I enjoy bacon, okay. <laughs> number one, and then I I enjoy meats like chicken and, and fish. I really mm-hmm. like fish. I could probably be a pescatarian. Okay. Yeah, I could probably go with that life. That, that, that sounds real good. <laughs> I think I might listen to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle, but I'm trying. Yes, I'm good. That's good. That's I'm good. Trying, yeah. So we just gonna get off into it. How was it like to be quiche at a very young age that you remember? Wow, uh, that that's a that's a heavy question, and I guess I've never really thought about it. But as quiche as a young child, she um she she grew up in foster care. Honestly, mm. yeah, she, I, I grew up in foster care. Um, I. Well, I have a version of my story, what I thought it was. And then sitting down talking to my mom, I really knew, found out what my story really was, right? And so I thought that I was in foster care because my mom was addicted to drugs, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad never assumed responsibility for us. So Mm -hmm. I thought that's why I was in foster care. But my mother actually shared the story when I just had the nerve to, to really ask her, like, Mom, what's my story, right? Here's what I think it is. And she let me know that... Um, we were living, um, in an apartment and they wanted to raise the rent on the apartment. And my father, who was present at that time, wasn't, he's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not, (laughs) we're not, y'all not raising the rate for where we're living. Right. And so we found ourselves homeless at that time. And so we were living with, um, some cousins in that time and it was back and forth. And there was a period of time where we were living in my mom's car and in the shelter and then you know some family members were like enough is enough you know so they mm-hmm. called children's services this was in columbus at the time i'm from columbus and um called children's services and so we were um in and out of children's services for years um middle school up until i think high school i think and then so it's back and forth between my grandmother raising us and when her uh her um illness got or she got you know really sick then we would go back to foster care and then mm-hmm. she would get us back and so it was back and, forth, back and forth until yeah until um kind of um i won't say aged out of foster care my mom you know was able um to get herself together 
and my three sisters went back to live with her, and I stayed with my grandmother at the time. And so, young Keish. How long did it take for your mom to get herself together? Um, it was. I don't remember the years it took. It. I. I just. Rem, it, it. It. It was more than five years that we were mm-hmm. back and forth. You know, and I don't. Necess, I haven't. We haven't had the conversation about the things that she was dealing with during that time that kept mm-hmm. her from being a mother to us because my mm-hmm. mom has six children for girls and two boys. And so I don't know what those things were that she was dealing with mm-hmm. at the time, but I know that um, I know she has a story and I know that's what kept mm-hmm. her from being uh, a mother to us. Wow. Yeah. So with you going through the foster care process going from your grandmother's house and all back and forth. Did you find it affecting you in your personal life as far as your growth? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it always. So you, when we grow up and without the relationships of our parents, our mother and our father, because that's our first introduction to relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And when we grow up with that relationship broken, then it affects any other relationship that comes after it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was telling you um, before we start recording how I was a people pleaser, right? Yes. Because growing up without my mom and my father's attention, I wanted the attention of anybody. You know, I want everybody to, to like me and to everyone mm-hmm. to get along and want, want to me to be in their lives, right? right. So certainly it, it, affects, it affected me then, and it's still something that I deal with and struggle with today, you know, knowing mm-hmm. where it comes from and just um, accepting it for what it is and, and dealing with it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So how are you working on that, on being a people pleaser? What are things that you're doing to avoid that process of Mm -hmm. you growing out of it? Mm -hmm. So this is, so I probably need to sit on somebody's couch, but... I'm just kidding, but to be very I mean, honest, I, I probably, yeah, know. yeah, I, th- I think we all, I think it's always healthy, right? Yeah. And so, um, this is how I've kind of come to grasp with that whole idea of being a people pleaser is that, um, I recognized it and I recognized it for what it was, right? And then I decided that, um, I guess through life's trial and errors and people exposing you and pouring into you, you know, different things about who you are and who you should not be, um, just sheds lights on it for you. And so what I what I really do is try to process that thing like, um, okay, Keish, what happened in this relationship or with this this thing? What happened here? Right. Right. And then looking at what was your role in it? You know, even if it was one percent, you had a role in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then being okay with well, actually owning your role and then being okay with whatever happens with the relationship after that, knowing that. Maybe I did something, maybe I didn't. And if this relationship mm-hmm. ends or, you know, this person doesn't want me around, fine being okay with it. So I struggle with it. It's something I struggle with <laughs> day, like all the time. Like I want to mm-hmm. fix the broken relationship right away. And it's mm-hmm. like sometimes that relationship may need some time. Maybe that relationship needs to end, right, Keith? Mm-hmm. But you you got to be okay with it, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I try to process it more than anything. Try to process it. I think one of the first steps is noticing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, we don't notice our flaws and everything because we don't take time out for ourselves. That's a good point. But That's I think point. once we take time out for ourselves and analyze the things of the good and bad traits that we have, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what I need to fix mm-hmm. and what I need to work on mm-hmm. to make me better. Right. 
And I think sometimes people get the perception that it's supposed to happen overnight. Right, yeah. And no, we're yeah. not supposed to get better overnight. <laughs> Nothing happens overnight, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. If something, if you get yourself together overnight, something ain't right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, All right, we can question whether you are together, right? <laughs> yeah, you feel like, wait a minute. You know, it's because we just go through a lot of things. That's true, man. That's very true. Life. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's it's true. Just, I don't know. It's just... We just have to find, always find our purpose in mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself doing that in relationships? So I don't have a whole lot of, so what are we talking about? Like girlfriend relationships? Girlfriend relationships and male relationships. Yes, yes. Well, uh, let me speak about girlfriend relationships first. So I've had, you know, I had a good circle of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Even friends that are like, how, from high school to now, and they're like, how could you be her friend? She was such a, such a, such a, she was, this, this, this. it was like, you don't really know her though. You know, this right. is the great side of who she is. Right? right. And so we've since then, well, we're not friends now. Right. And I find myself sometimes being like, I should call her. I should reach out to her. Or I should, you know, never having even discussed what the issue was between us. But I feel this tug, like, I should call her. Just trying to, people yeah. please her and me. Trying. Yes. Yes. And it's yes. like, if, but this, and I, and I, to be very honest, I think it was a relationship that was supposed to end, right? Oh, but I tried to find myself like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should call her, reach out to her, or another mm-hmm. friend who we, we, you know, again, in high school, we were great friends, and then she, I called her, and there was nothing. I'm like, well, what happened? Right. <laughs> what happened? And so I'm talking to one of our mutual friends on the phone, and she's like, no, Keisha, you did. You said. She said, but I don't understand why she mad at you. She should really be mad at me. And I'm like, okay, so maybe that's another relationship that just needed to end, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to find ways to be okay with it. I think in certain situations when one person of a crew, when they fall out with one person, it makes us uncomfortable to be friends with everyone still because you still associate yourself mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. so it's like you just gain peace and separate yourself from everyone yeah, yeah. i'm that person <laughs> <laughs> i'm that person it's yeah like, i don't know i just be feeling that way I, sometimes i shouldn't do it mm-hmm. but sometimes i know it's best yeah sure sure <laughs> sure for me to do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it would be to a point where i just want us to have our relationship my business is mine, your business is mm-hmm. yours, even though you're around me. So people. those boundaries, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. you have to have a good understanding of mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah, yeah. None of us are friends with them, you know. Yeah, the friend that's not friends of yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's just like we, you know, the relationship we kind of outgrew the relationship. That's a mm-hmm. thing, you know. That's oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, I think there's just everybody is just seasonal. I used yeah. to feel like yeah. down, mm-hmm. like dang, I'm not friends with them no mm-hmm. more, and I miss this and mm-hmm. miss that. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. that that was a sign mm-hmm. for them to just be there for that season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So what about yeah. the guys? So I don't have a whole lot of experience with uh, male, male, female relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that was because of the young lady I was, right? So, mm-hmm. and I was an angry woman. I used to be like, I remember in in college, you know, guys may come up to me and they'd be like, "She's so mean. Oh. Why is she so mean?" Hey, <laughs> and I just had, I guess I was like, I I didn't even know I was just 
giving off this aura of this. Yeah, I was just so mean, mean. but it was such. Yeah, it was coming from a place where uh, this broken relationship I had with my dad. Like I didn't believe nothing the guy said. You lying? I could see right through you. Right. That's how I. Yeah, and I guess it was all over my face. <laughs> so yeah, so that probably kept me from. Um, having those relationships, but I think at the same time, it was also protecting me from any, like, cause I'm a, at the core, I'm a sweetheart, right? I, I love live, right? <laughs> and so I was like, God, why, why I have guys knocking down my door? Why they went? He said, girl, I had to protect you, girl. Cause you ain't built for that. <laughs> you can't have I all this. <laughs> yeah. I was scaring them off. And he was like, and you were scaring the right ones off too, girl. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of experience with that and it's it's I think it was I see it as a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Because I could have just been so broken based on where I came from mm-hmm. and what I thought I wanted and the guys that, you know, in college, you know, most guys ain't serious about doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We don't really know how to do relationships and be in relationships, mm-hmm. right? So I probably would have been, you know, they talk about these fingerprints on your windows and had all these fingerprints of these guys that left impressions on me that wasn't good, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I ain't built for that. <laughs> Yes. So I think it was kind of protecting me in a, in a funny kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I understand. Mm-hmm. So do you ever plan on how old are you? I'm, yeah, you can ask. Okay, you know, so <laughs> <good girl. laughs> no, I'm good. So I'm 39. I'll be 40 this year. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So do you plan? Do you would you like a relationship? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. I am looking forward to relationship, marriage. And children, mm-hmm. I would like twins. I, really, I would too. <laughs> I actually want two sets. Yeah. Okay. No. Just <laughs> like my husband, crazy. He, I'm, I'm about to be thirty-seven mm-hmm, this year, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he's like, oh, four. Like, no, wait a minute, no. <laughs> that's four different practices, right? <laughs> two times. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, that's it. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. That, yes. That, that give you right. So, right. I've always that, wanted. Yeah. I've always. Yeah. Four different times? Yeah. That could be a lot. You'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've i always wanted twins. Like my grandmother's a twin. She has a twin. Uh, really? She had a twin brother. Yes, yes. What? And so. so yeah, not too thick, though. Not too thick. I but mean, you may be the lucky charm, yeah, though. <laughs> I hope so. I'm like, God, I hope it's me. I hope it's me. You know, everyone say they skip a generation. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, okay, God, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm. I would be tremendously excited. That Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. dope. So, is it? Um, how do you feel about how the generation is of women today? The thought process. We have women that are uplifting and inspiring. We have other women that's in a limelight, and they are movers and shakers. And then we got to a point where. We have reality TV of women, mm-hmm. of drama and things. And I've known you for uplifting and inspiring mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. due to the past events that you had. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about today's women? Um, I think there's, <laughs> I think for every woman that has a viewpoint or a lifestyle that we disagree with, there's another one or maybe even two mm-hmm. that are out there doing inspiring and trying to encourage, you know, someone else. And so I think it depends on what you're looking for and what you're looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have enough of the ones who are just out there and we have enough of those who are in the trenches doing it for those who looked like us when we were younger. Right. So, uh, I guess I don't get too caught up 
in that. And I try mm-hmm. to even protect my own um, eye gates from, you know, some of the stuff that don't even mm-hmm. uplift me and encourage me. Like, yeah. man, I can't watch this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't watch these sisters sitting here fighting each other for what? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it does bother me. But I have the opportunity to change the channel, you know, so I get to decide what I allow in right so it doesn't make sense for me to put this message out here that this is what I want to do for women and Mm. young ladies and then I'm back here supporting you know the total opposite of it right Exactly. yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so if you would be transparent what is one of the things that you encounter in life that you felt was so difficult when you were just ready to you felt like you wanted to give up Hmm. Uh, so there, <laughs> there's probably a lot of things I can talk about, right? That I wanted to give up, but um, I I felt like life had dealt me a raw hand, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had been in foster care, and I had been, you know, all I knew was struggle all my life, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I, you know, went to college. I did, and I went. Because uh, I had a best friend who really encouraged me and inspired me to do that. Like, I my family told me to graduate from high school. And when I did that, I was like, okay, y'all, what else y'all want me to do? But I, rec- I realized now that they could only take me as far as they had gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was what they had. And so I had a best friend who was like, okay, Keish, we going to fill out these applications. We're going to go to college. And I was like, we well, are? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So, you know, I kind of rode on her coattail and did that. And so I didn't finish. I graduated uh, high school in 99. And that was like my first time being away from Columbus, Ohio, right? So I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this, right? You know, my they hadn't, my family hadn't prepared me for independence, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so that's a whole nother story in itself. But I went to college and, you know, I got into a car note and an apartment and so college was like on a back burner like oh I got these bills now I gotta (laughs) right I gotta take care of these bills so I can't go to school no more (laughs) so and as I I got farther away from school and I started working right Mm -hmm. to pay these bills but I still was like man this ain't it for me this ain't it. And so as life would have it, you know, up and down, feeling like I'm struggling, doing this, making moves. I moved out of state, end up coming back. And it, I still felt like the end of the day, I wasn't winning. And it's like, I, I could, I, at that time, I had to make a decision. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to continue in this uh, cycle, this like rat, what are those rats? get in that that cycle there mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna continue on that cycle and you know what the outcome is right because you mm-hmm. can see it in front of you are you going to decide you're going to do something different right if you tired of feeling like you losing in life then right. you're gonna have to do something about it right because opportunities do are not given to us yeah. we have to take them right so when i got that in my head and decided i was tired of losing then i made moves you know went back to school and finished that and and then doors just start opening for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I did at that moment. It's like, what you gonna do? You gonna give up or you gonna make moves, right? And I seen it. My, you know, my friend was making moves, and that friend was making moves, and I'm like, what's the difference between her and I? Nothing. There was not. There wasn't a difference, right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a difference. I just had to decide in my mind that it was something I was gonna do, and nothing was gonna stop me from doing. It. And that's what I did. That's, that's what I good. did. 
I think it's really good and a blessing that you have friends surrounding you Mm -hmm. doing things because a lot of us is unfortunate enough to be around women that are making moves. Yeah, right. And so it's like, it make you like, dang, they doing this, this, and that. Oh, I know I can do it. We friends. Right. Why not? Right. But you know, your friend already encouraged you to, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it was really on your time right. and when you were ready and when you were tired. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. yes. Us, we have to get tired of certain things like, okay, I'm fed up with this. I need to make another move. You're so right. Babe. I need to have another direction. You're so right. Life, this ain't working. You're so right, man. You're so right. Yeah, so, You're so I right. figured you mm-hmm. must have got to that point. Oh, got tired. <laughs> they say you you will never change unless the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of change, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a Les Brown one. Oh, I yeah. saw that from Les Brown, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. So with um, what college did you end up attending? So I went to Kent State University. Go Flashes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Flashes. Yeah. I just graduated from uh in twenty eighteen. Oh, in twenty eighteen, really? yes, I graduated Congrats. from Kent State. Went back, finished. It was, you know, and I had spent up all my uh tuition so I had to pay out my pocket. So I really okay. had to get serious about it, like right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's a whole new new ball game. Like, yeah, we we passing all these classes with A's. Yo, I can't come out tonight. Right. Oh, yeah. Some studying to do. That's what it was. That's, That's what it was. Good. That's what so it had you, to be. Um, graduating. I did. Uh, non. I did. Excuse me. In- integrative studies, nonprofit management. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to. Um, I had worked at a nonprofit for ten years. So I wanted. I originally started out in nursing. Right. Really? I and then too. yeah, those science classes got me there. Yeah. <laughs> my clinicals didn't awesome yeah, i didn't get I, that far <laughs> no i couldn't do it they those science classes took me out right science was a foreign language to me but you're talking about introduction to chemistry kind of kicked my tail so you know mm-hmm. it, it only goes up from there you oh, know yeah. yeah so i was like okay well this ain't gonna work for us so maybe and then they told me i couldn't they couldn't guarantee i was gonna be on the neonatal floor because i love babies and i was like well this ain't gonna work so maybe mm-hmm. i just run the hospital right mm-hmm. so i thought about i switched my major then to like administrative assistant or something something along that line and then again I, I end up taking time off and then I decided I had start working for that teen pregnancy shelter I had been there for 10 years I had some experience in nonprofit and I was like well I have you know over 10 years experience in nonprofit it might make sense to go back and get a degree or something it's nonprofit right mm-hmm. and I was like and then I could just run a nonprofit and so mm-hmm. um, as God would have it and how he set it up I um, graduated in 2018 in August and then I started as a assistant executive director in September and then executive director in January of 2019 so yeah yeah God is good (laughs) yeah Yeah, so it was all part of the plan right if I had just if I just if I had just decided Mm -hmm. that you know I would just put some work and some effort into it Mm-hmm. Then the doors would just open. But it gotta yeah. be something you love to do. It was mm-hmm. like when I first went, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a, a nurse, mm-hmm. an RN, mm-hmm. and all this." And my aunt was one, and mm-hmm. my grandmother worked in the medical field also. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, I can do this, mm-hmm. girl." I think it didn't hit me until I did my clinicals. Mm-hmm. It was like I had the book work together. Mm-hmm. But physically, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. IVs and mm-hmm. all that, checking oh, blood pressure yeah. and all that, I said, oh, no. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will yeah. have somebody die. Yes. That probably would have been where I, I turned too. Yeah. I said I can't have nobody's life. Yes, yes, yes. I could watch a baby be born all day long, but when I see blood, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. So when they (laughs) said you can't be on the neonatal floor, we can't guarantee. I said, well, this is where my exit, right? I got to go then because that's Mm -hmm. all I want to do is babies. (laughs) Yes, it it makes you child change my baby more than much, child. I just kept going until I end up looking. Kids. Yeah, and yeah. That's just where everything went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a passion, mm-hmm. and it's nothing like majoring in something that you already knowledgeable about. That's true. And you would get true. through school like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it'd yeah. be nothing. You're right. You're, you're right. Like, Dang, this easy. Yep, you're right. You're yep. right. Yeah. So you're it's right. just us finding that that direction. Yep, yep. So that's good. You mm-hmm. found it. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I love. Like I was telling one of my friends that. This is like the perfect marriage for me working for um nonprofit Project Kojima and <clears throat> I get to be around babies, right? Mm-hmm. Love babies. Get to be around babies cuz we work in infant mortality. And then it's also I get to for the board we have board meetings so I get to try new recipes, right? Oh. So I like cooking. So that works for me too. And then I get to challenge my leadership, right? So it's, this is a perfect marriage for me. I love it. I That's love it. Good. <laughs> It's nothing yeah. like doing something that you love mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is really good. So what else do you um, plan on doing? So I don't know. I don't know. So this year, I, I, I was sharing with you, I went to a retreat um, on Saturday. That's why I couldn't come to the um, launch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. So it was a good retreat, right? So we did some emotional work, right? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of heavy for me, but I left there with a great intention, right? Mm-hmm. So... And my intention was fearless leader, right? Ooh. I know. Because we, we um, in our circle that we do with our pregnant and parenting moms, we share with them their weekday name, their African weekday name. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that the day that you were born on is has everything to do with your contribution to this world. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was born on a Sunday, and that uh, weekday name is Easy, And it says, you, you're a born leader and a guide. And the first time I heard that, I was 19, and I was trying to figure out where I was going in life. And when mm-hmm. I heard, when I found out that, I could read it, and I'd be like, this is who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not something I can fit into right now. Like, it's bigger than me right now, but this is who you were born to be. So now that I know that, it's about just filling those shoes, right? So my mm-hmm. intention for 2020 is to be a, a fearless leader. And so that means developing my leadership skills, right? Mm -hmm. in every capacity right speaking and just you know maybe writing and every facet of it so that's my focus that's what's next for me I got a couple um ideas for some other businesses and we'll see how that goes but right Mm -hmm. now 2020 just staying focused on being a a fearless leader nice which Um, scares me why (laughs) it's just because I don't know what that means like what all it entails and it definitely means like stepping out on faith and right Mm -hmm. and and just getting uncomfortable and that that scares scares me (laughs) right but I'm just I'm committing to it right so I'm not gonna let that keep me from you know trying it or or doing it or going for it I'm not gonna let that stop me so are you gonna do any more events for young girls uh (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's that's always where my my passion like my heart is right and so when we, we, I get to work with them every Wednesday and Thursday, um, 
the young moms on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we are also up at Bookto High School and we were there today and I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. sitting and, and fa- facilitating a circle with the women there. And so I really get, get to feel that bucket. And so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm open to it. <laughs> I'm open to it at the end of the day. So it may not be me like putting it on, but I'm like, call me whatever you need. I can help you. Sure, I'll show up for you. Of course. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that event was really dope. Mm-hmm. My girls had a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking, oh, Pearl Talk. At yes. The, yes, I remember. Yeah, now it comes back to me. Yeah, I remember. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It was nice. I enjoyed doing it. Like, that's, like, that's you my did thing. an amazing oh, job Thanks, Pat. Thanks. For real. Yeah. Because yeah. It, if you touch base on a lot of things, like, young girls wouldn't even discuss mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It was like you had so many options and hands-on mm-hmm. activities to the point we don't they don't do hands-on activities. No Thanks, man. You know, th- I mean, thanks for bringing all your uh, girls to that to that. Man, I remember it so clearly now. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly now, yeah. Pearl talk, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what 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 yeah, comes up. <laughs> Listen, I I am for that. I am. You on a fidea board or something? Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm open. I'm open to it. I'm open to exploring that. I mean, these girls need help. Right, right. They need help so bad. Some Mm -hmm. people, I wish people took it a lot more serious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on helping our youth because. But listen, this it, it it's one of the reasons my friend and I started this organization called Shades. <clears throat> okay. And we were, were we still in? No, I wasn't in college at the time. I think my girlfriend, it was three of us. We met uh, in high school. Two of us met in high school. And we met our other friend in, at Kent State. And we started this, this newsletter called Shades, sharing hopes and dreams, expressions of self is what it stood for. And we just wanted to put this newsletter out there to encourage young ladies and say, um, your circumstances do not determine who you are, who you desire to be. Right? And we mm-hmm. said, if we had a one of us in our lives when we were younger, then we would would have been a little. Our role probably would have looked a little different, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to be the person that we needed, right? So we started that newsletter and did some work with um, um, some of the charter schools around Akron and in Cleveland that that we did that. And so <clears throat> it was it was really about um pouring into them and giving them what I didn't have yeah and so I remember so I'll, I'll tell you I'll show you the story that I heard from uh the motivational speaker's name is Andy Enriquez and he calls it the and he's he can tell the story way better than I can because it's his story mm-hmm. but I was re- very moved by it because he said that it's called the the sin of the desert mm-hmm. and he talks about he and his wife um going to Dubai and how hot it is in Dubai. And he said, it's really hot, but there's still people there who are yearning for what you have. He said, there's still people there in the desert who need you. And he said, imagine you have this stock or this warehouse of water and you have these people in the desert who are in need of that. And it's like you have something that someone needs. And if you don't give it to them, they're going to die. 
Like people's lives are connected to you mm-hmm. and you have what they need. And if you don't share your story, so every time you don't share your story, every time you don't extend, every time you don't give, every time you don't pour into someone, you commit the sin of the desert. The person is going to die because they're assigned to you, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. good God almighty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? So that, I was moved by that story. He tells it way better than I can, but. but, No, you should go check it out. (laughs) Go check him out. But I, oh gosh, I was moved by that. And I had to share it with all my friends. Like, and I think about it every day. I don't want to commit the sin of the desert. Like I have people who are waiting for me to step out there to share my story to speak up just to say something to pour into the plant a seed like that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and I don't want to commit the sin of the desert ever right. ever again yeah. <laughs> ever again I mean who do no right right you when know, you think but, about it but a lot of us don't think that way right you know it's just like I don't know what it is it's like faith and stepping out mm-hmm. is to a point Everyone is so afraid to mm-hmm. just take that mm-hmm. one step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a person afraid of heights, and they scared to jump off on into some water mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it. It's scary sometimes it because it's like so many people just let life pass them mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. and then when it's you know too late, it's mm-hmm. like man, mm-hmm. it is. It is. It is scary. It is scary. But when you think about how scared you are and you think about someone dying because you didn't give them what you had, then it's like, oh, I got to do it, right? So I try to keep that ever present in my mind. I don't care how scared I am. Someone's going to die if we, mm-hmm. if I don't get this to them, right? Yes. So, yeah, so that, and I totally agree with you. It could be so scary. Right? Yes, it, it yeah. definitely mm-hmm. can. It can. <laughs> it can be, right? The weight of the call can be very, very scary. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and I think people should... Y'all better listen to that message. (laughs) Seriously, because it's so important. It is. It is. It really is. is. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, because this is. I I believe that this life isn't just about us, right? Oh no. No, right? Yeah. So it's about sharing what. That's that's when when that selfish mentality Mm -hmm. comes in, and you know we don't want to be selfish like that. Mm You know, and that's where your blessings come from when mm-hmm. you give to others. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may not understand that even if a person hurt you mm-hmm. and you did all this for them, but at the end of the day, I helped them. Right. I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of us hurt God with us not even knowing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's why right. I ask them to forgive us. Right. You know, right. so it's like if he can do it, why can't we do it? That's true. That's true. A lot of people don't think of it that way. We don't. We no. don't. We don't. No. We just got to stop being selfish. We do. And just We do. Live. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. That's just it right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you found yourself breaking a cycle in your family history? Yeah. 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 So um, when I think about my family, like my immediate family, brothers and sisters, and then my aunties and uncles, even that generation <clears throat> of people. Um, I don't, I don't, I think I was the first one to go to college, 
They tell me that I wasn't. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything that says otherwise. But okay. Right. So yeah. So that is neither here nor there. But um, I think that is. And then when I think about my um, my sisters and and my brothers, um, we all graduated from high school, um, but only the only one to go to college, right? Okay. And I think the difference between my sisters and I, because we all grew up together Mm -hmm. we all had the same experience right Mm -hmm. um but i think it makes a difference in who you get exposed to yeah like mentorship makes a difference i say you know the writing on the wall that it you know it is that is my life you know if if i grew up in poverty nine times out of ten that's usually where i end up unless i encounter something different unless Mm -hmm. i encounter someone different right so I think that's the difference between, you know, my sisters and I, you know, I was, ex- and I don't even know how it happened <laughs> that I was exposed to, but I was exposed to, you know, a, something different than what they were. And that's how I just aspired to do more, aspire mm-hmm. to do more. And I tell them all the time, I haven't done nothing that you can't do. Mm-hmm. I haven't. It's a choice. It is. It is. A, it is a choice. Sometimes it is. I don't understand why people feel upset or feel some kind of way of a path that someone else chose mm-hmm. for their life when we all we all have the same direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to go left, right, straight, or back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if we go straight, you should go straight too. Right. There's no problem. Right. It's just the power of your mind. Girl, that's where it begins. Yeah, yeah. the power of your mind and your faith mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. keep it, just know God got mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. And I think it's just the things of um, storms. I mm-hmm. think storms hold people back a lot and, and make fear. them give up. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that's the devil trying to stop them and show them, like, no, mm-hmm. this is where you need to be. Right, right. You stay here, but mm-hmm. you have to defeat him on so many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. Right, right. So, like, you'll get me like, oh, God is defeating him. Mm-hmm. But... That, that's what we gotta do. God's defeating him too to protect all of us mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, God, I, God says I already, you know, His plan is already set for us, right? Mm-hmm. And He said, "You're not waiting on me. <laughs> You're not waiting for me. I'm waiting on you. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on you, you to get, right. I'm right, waiting yeah. on you to believe. Mm-hmm. Cause I create. I know who you are. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, your whole right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. So if you would just get a hold of that thing, mm-hmm. if you would just recognize that thing, girl, the doors are open for you. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I kind of like, all right, God, I'm gonna take you at your word, then. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I ain't been disappointed. Just I have not been So I have a, a story of foster care and, and my mom not being in my life and my dad um, just being mostly absent from my life, right? Mm-hmm. And even in that, God was even building a story and a testimony for me in that, right? So mm-hmm. um, restored the relationship with my mom, very close to her now, and with my father. He never assumed responsibility responsibility for us but God would have it that uh, my dad would get cancer and that would bring us closer together 
I, as ironic as it sounds, it did, right? Mm-hmm. It was in that hospital room that we sang songs that mm-hmm. we that he apologized for not being in my life, that we would hug and, and kiss out and, and that we would just share stories. It was in that hospital room that all that um, was restored. And so even on my um, dad's deathbed, my sisters and I were um, all around his bed. And, you know, we were able to be right there in the room. And so um, we knew that he was, you know, declining and that the uh, final hour was coming, but we didn't know it was coming as soon as it did. And so mm-hmm. we had kind of, um, I was here in Akron, my sisters were in Columbus, and my mom called me and told me what was going on. So I got there as soon as I can. And when I walked up, you know, to him, he was kind of um, in and out of consciousness. And I let him know that he had fought a, a good fight and that. And we also, I also had to make sure he was saved too, but um, also um, fought a good fight and that I was there with him and all his daughters were there with him. And so um, we settled and was, you know, cracking jokes on each other at the time, but we had took notice of how he was breathing and he would inhale and exhale, but it would get slower and slower every time. And the last time he inhaled, he never exhaled, right? Mm -hmm. And so I ironic as it is I um even pronounced him deceased at the time and so as strange as that story is and as you know sad as it may seem um at that time I remember God saying I will restore all the things that the devil thought he took from you right and so Mm -hmm. he 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 that promise was so fulfilled you know even at that time and so I say all that to say that you know, to that foster young lady, that foster young man, you know, who don't have their parents, like God is yet building a testimony for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know what it may seem like. I know what it may look like, but I promise, and your story may not look like my story, but I promise you he's giving you and he's going to restore it all. But we just Mm -hmm. have to wait and we have to go through the process that it will come full circle. So to that foster child, um, who's struggling to that foster young lady, that foster young man, I I need you to not, um, to feel the appointment, but I need you to make sure that you, you go through that experience for however long it's going to take. Cause we don't, whatever time frame that is, however long it's going to take you, but know that just knowing your heart, that this was not designed to destroy you. It was not designed to take anything from you. It's on the on the other side. It's a it's it's designed to give you a testimony, so that your going through helps you, but not only you, it helps somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I don't have any hard feelings. I was able to forgive my father. I was able to forgive my mother. I have no hard feelings towards either one of them, right? And I I am at a place where you know they gave me what they could, right? And it was just something I had to go through. Not just something I had to go through, but it was something I had to live through so that I can encourage somebody else, right? Yeah. So that's my mission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my mission. So. And that's good. Um, I think is I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. You could have been a product of your environment, mm-hmm. but you chose not to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even with the things that you may have gone through trying to get it where trying to get where you at Ooh. now you're still <laughs> defeating it Amen. you know mm-hmm. and you you are conquering it mm-hmm. and i think it's really 
of you just giving back to others mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just, just always continue to be you. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with you. That's true. That's true. That's what I learned. That's yeah, what I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially mm -hmm. when it comes to pleasing other people. You yeah. can still please people, but just don't please them when they don't appreciate it. True, true. So just mm -hmm. limit your pleasing. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will do that. You have, yeah. You have to set boundaries. For Absolutely. Yourself. And that's what I'm, yeah. And that's exactly what I'm learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've learned it. I've been through <laughs> it. I'm over it. Yes. Yes. I'm just keeping my whole steady pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> you're right. You're right, so, man. Thank you. So much. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share this. Like again, I, I just, I, I, uh, that the sin of the desert stays with me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want anybody not to um, live because I didn't share. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you have to. Yeah. If yeah. You say one. That's, yeah. That's your accomplishment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yep. All it takes that's, is one. Yeah, that's it. And yes. that she would go get one, right? Mm -hmm. And that she would, okay, oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Just keep passing the torch. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again. Thank you, and thank, thank you. thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we here help, well, we are here to help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Life Her Podcast, and also check out our website to listen to our other podcast episodes and purchase our merchandise i am yvette lloyd and love yourself ladies bye bye <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly. Stay tuned for the next session, don't make it be your last